today we are most blessed to have, I've been trying to get Marion Maxwell uh, to speak for a couple of years. I think she is the most organized woman at St. John's. I spoke to her this morning and she said she organizes 240 volunteers at St. John's. 241. 240 volunteers. Oh. So all of the little things that you see that... Um, happen or you don't see them happen because they happen so smoothly, this is because of Marion. But she has taken time out of her busy schedule to be here today to talk about something that she's passionate about. And I thought as a bit of an introduction, we would do something different. If you don't mind, Marion, we're going to do an introduction which is, which is called Three Questions. Sure. So I'm going to ask the first two and you get to ask the last one. Okay, but what you can't do is what my, one of my first ESL classes did when I asked them if, I, if they had any questions. The question was, how old are you? <laughs> so, so that's banned. But other than that, so Marion, the first question is, how long have you been at St. John's? I've been here since um, summer of 2085. 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> 1985. <laughs> because I'm going to make you do some work during the, during the day. So, um, and I need to say, I'm not here because I'm an expert prayer or anything like that. I'm here because um, I've been trying to learn how to pray for the last 40 or so years. Um, so this, is, this will tell you a little bit about some of the things I've learned while I've been trying to pursue what it means to be a prayer. Uh, so, we all believe that we should pray. We all think it's important. Um, Jesus prayed all the way through scripture. People have prayed all through the centuries. People have prayed. And as followers of Jesus, we pray. So why is prayer so essential? Why is it that that's such a key thing? I think it's because praying is the way that we grow in our relationship with God. Praying is about developing and growing in knowing who God is, loving God, and being aware of how much he loves us. So that's why prayer is so central. Um, I'm going to make three assumptions. that I'm, I make three assumptions. I'm going to tell you what those are. One, that we pray because we want to grow in knowing and loving Jesus. And we want prayer is about a relationship of intimacy with Jesus. And as we pray, we learn who he is, and we learn who we are. 
um, we become most ourselves when we're communicating with God. Learning to pray is not about gaining skill or becoming eloquent or um, any of those kinds of things. It is about growing in relationship with Jesus. The point is not to be eloquent, but to love our Heavenly Father and to understand more and more about how much He loves us. Okay, second point is that prayer needs to be a dialogue, not a monologue. And I think um, often we make prayer into a monologue where we're talking, but we never take time to listen. So... Children learn to speak a language by listening, by people talking to them, and they listen, and then they learn to speak. I think it's the same for us with prayer. We need to learn to listen to what God is saying so that we learn how to speak so that he can hear us and we can create a dialogue instead of a monologue. Um, God speaks to us in lots of different ways. He speaks to us through people. He speaks through nature. He speaks into our hearts and into our minds. But most of all, he speaks through scripture. And through scripture, he speaks through his son, who was the word made flesh. So scripture is really key to being a way to learn how to listen to God. Um, because the things that are in Scripture, we can trust, and they help us grow in our relationship. Um, I took a, um, a long time ago, 1978, um, I was an inter staff member in Alberta, and I took two years off to learn how to be a listener, um, because I didn't really know what that meant, and it was quite a new concept to me at that point. But someone had said to me, if you don't learn to listen to God, prayer uh, becomes a monologue, and finally you give up praying because you're not listening. So I went away to learn to be a listener, um, and it was a, a journey that I'm still on. I'm still not there. I'm still learning. But... Uh, I start talking and then I lose where I am, so sometimes I just need to make sure I've actually said what I wanted to. Um, okay, so scripture is the key way to learn how to listen. Uh, the third thing is that we need help in learning to pray. It's interesting that the one thing, the only thing the disciples ever asked Jesus to teach them um, he taught them lots of things, but the thing they asked him to teach them was he asked to learn how, they asked him to teach him how to pray. And so he gave them a prayer that was an instruction on how to pray. Now I think that along with the Lord's Prayer, and um, one summer I spent my, spent my summer going through all of the New Testament and praying all of the prayers in the New Testament. It's amazing how many there are. If you just go through, um, there are a lot of prayers, just little short ones. Um, and another summer I did all the Old Testament, not counting the Psalms. So I went through all the places where there are prayers in the Old Testament and prayed through those for a summer. Um, but the Psalms are a really key 
to this. It's, it was the prayer book for the Israelites. It's been the prayer book that has been used all through the 2,000 years of our church history. Um, and it's been, people in every culture have used the, the Psalms as a way to pray as a, and a way to learn about praying. Um, so, three reasons why we need help in learning to pray. First one is, we need to be rescued from our self-centered lives. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm definitely, I have a self-centered life, that I, and I definitely need to be rescued from that. Um, Psalms are brilliant because they help us put God back at the center. They, they get us out of seeing everything from our point of view. They give us other points of views to look at God from, to, look, to learn about God from. Um, they put our feelings in the proper place. Now, this is a touchy one. I'm not saying that feelings aren't good and important, but feelings should not really be the control center of our lives. Um, scripture is a better control center. God is a much better controller than our own feelings. Because I don't know about you, but my feelings definitely are affected by how I slept last night, who I'm fighting with at the moment, what I ate, and if I have indigestion. Feelings definitely have um, are definitely not the thing that you want controlling everything else about yourself. Prayer and and using what God is saying is a much better director of, for your lives. doesn't mean that feelings aren't important. They're just not reliable direction centers. centers. Um, the other thing about prayer and about praying psalms is that the psalms broaden what we think about and the way that we pray. And I'm going to give you some psalms that will that will demonstrate this in, in a little bit. You're going to do some work this morning, but I just want to get the, some intro done first. But Psalms broaden the way we the way we see, because seriously, there are things in the Psalms that I would never pray about if it was just me praying. But because they're there, and because I pray the Psalms every day, day after day, week after week, year after year, um, that I'm, I pray about things that would not be the things that I would pray about on my own. And so it broadens out the ways that you think about prayer and the ways that you pray. Okay, the second thing is we need to learn how to, and I've talked about this already, but how to move from the to a dialogue from a monologue. And one of the best ways of doing that is that is to pray the prayers that have been written um, and are God-inspired. They help us start speaking God language, and over the months and the years, they they help form the way that we think about praying. And it's not it's not a quick process. I've been praying the Psalms for forty years, and seriously, I still find things I've never prayed before when I'm praying. Um, but it's the 
It's the obedience of praying. It helps me be regular about praying. When I pray the Psalms, I get up and I know that this is what I'm going to do this morning. Is And this is the one I'm going to pray next. And it really helps with my discipline. I can be quite undisciplined without it. And so it helps keep me um, going every morning um, in my prayer life. And not so good about the night ones. Uh, I have to confess. Um, I'm a, I am a, I'm a really, I am a morning person. I'm not a night person, so I do much better in the morning than I do at night. Although I try to do the evening, the evening set. Um, just not quite as good about those ones. Um, okay. I want us to think about praying, and I'm now going to get you guys to do some work. Because I would like to, um, I think, what you what you learn will you will stay with you far better than anything I'm saying. So um, I want us to th- start by thinking about what is the difference between reading a psalm and praying a psalm. Um, so what I want you to do is I want you to open your Bibles and I want you to turn to Psalm one hundred and three. And I've just picked, I could, I, I just picked three psalms, small parts, to, to get you to sort of. And I, what I would like you to do is, I would uh, just verses one to five, so just a small piece of it. I would like you to first of all just read it. Then I would like you to take. Well, I'm going to give you like two or three minutes to do this, so you've got some time. So I want you to read it once, then I want you to try and pray it, and then I'm going to ask you to tell me what the difference is between reading and praying. So you may you may want to try praying it a couple of times, try reading it once. So I'd like you to try, and then we'll get back and I'll, I'll, we'll have a bit That's of a conversation. Right, what? One to five. One to five, yeah, just, just a small chunk, Okay. Okay, I know this isn't very long, but um, you're going to get two more chances to do something similar. So, my fr- I have three questions to ask you. Um, anyone can answer, but you can only do one sentence. And you need to listen to what everyone else is saying so that you don't repeat what someone else has already said. <laughs> okay, so my first question is... Um, what's the difference between reading and praying, or what is a difference, or or what's hard, or is there a difference? Okay, Karen. Well, for starters, it takes it from the third person and puts it into the first person. So you're actually speaking to God based on this. Okay, so speaking to God based on this. That's definitely one of them. Any other things that people that struck people about trying to pray it, or what was hard about trying to pray it versus just reading it. Anyone else? Slow down. Pardon? Slow down when I'm praying. Yes, we slow down when we pray, and that's a good thing. (laughs) Okay, anything else that you noticed or that you thought about? Maybe as a result of slowing down, you... um uh, the meaning expands. You have a chance to um, 
as you pray, consider. It's sort of like 3D. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the meaning expands and gets bigger as you because you've slowed down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I found that I really had to uh, stop and think about how I was going to switch this around so that I was talking to God and and thanking Him for for all of the mercies that He's given me. Yes. Yes. So it's it is. It's a, you you do switch your brain around so that you are that you are actually communicating directly with God. There's John? a focus and a stillness and a silence that can happen there, and the system can relax, and uh, you don't feel alone. Okay, good. Anything else? Okay, I have a second question then. Um, think about how you normally pray. Are there some differences between what we just talked about and what you would normally do in your in a morning prayer or and I'm not really talking about the shotgun prayers that we all do during the day when something happens and you're sending up a you know an arrow to God but more if you have a time of prayer what are there some things that are different in what you would normally do and what this what you've done this morning in brief anything that you notice Mary. We become more focused. Instead of just praying whatever comes into our mind, we are focusing on the words in Scripture. Okay. And and they then change the way that because they're you're you're being directed by something else rather than your own your own thoughts and stuff. Okay. Good. The the repetitiveness of the beginning beginning sort of strikes me and causes me to realize bless the Lord oh my soul bless the Lord oh my soul all of that is about God and not about me and it is quite uh, there's so much about God before there's any sort of focus on myself yeah now and some prayers that uh, some of the Psalms that wouldn't necessarily be but I I've, I've sort of chosen these Psalms but there's something very good about just going through them all. <laughs> but this one, yes, that's really true. Anything else that you noticed about doing this? I don't use any metaphors when I pray. Oh, I said I don't use any metaphors when Right, I pray. okay. And here are a few. <laughs> yeah. yeah? So again, it just changes your language. It gives you bigger language to talk to God in. And if you pray them over and over, you start developing habits of language even um, and of thought that help you in your prayer life. Spread it out. Make it bigger. Okay, any other, any other comment anyone wants to make before we go on to the next? Harvey. There's a, there's a kind of bridge between re-pray and the bridge it seems to go both ways. I pray, read, I read, pray, and they become one on that bridge. Yes, I I think that's really true. And it so it change it helps you slow down your reading so that you're paying more attention in your reading. It also helps you with your praying. And Marion? Yeah. Uh, there's a, another level. I think there's read it, pray it, and sing it. And sing it adds another whole other dimension okay. to it. Well, and singing it you know? can be another way of praying. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so yes, but that's true. So uh, singing is another whole area, um, especially when you're singing scripture. Yeah. yeah. But actually, even some of the really great hymns and stuff um, is another level of it's part of worship and, and worship that. Yeah. As those uh, Karen and people could tell us, music has a whole other way of Good. expressing things that you can't express. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's definitely true. And not just singing, but even just listening to uh, hymns and prayers. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Okay. So, we're going to talk a little bit bit about the listening as well as speaking. So I want you to now take Psalm 27, verses 7 to 14. And I want you to do the same thing. Read it once, and then try and pray it a couple of times, and then we'll talk about, we'll talk about it in a minute. So Psalm 27, 7 to 14. Okay, so has how might this, I mean any psalm, but this psalm, is there any way that it has helped you move from monologue to dialogue? It's far more difficult. <laughs> it's for more difficult, yeah. yeah? Now why is it more difficult? Uh... I guess I didn't quite understand it completely on the first run through, and then when I tried to pray through it, I was like, "Where is this going? What's happening? <laughs> and, and how do how do I switch this over?" It was really difficult for me. There are there are others that will be even worse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyone else? Well, this is one of my favorite psalms, and I was just reading it last night, actually, and um, my, my very favorite part is, my heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek, hide not your face from me. And I think that, you know, that's, well, the, the Lord is really calling us to focus on him. I mean, that's yeah. the, yeah, that's kind of the focus of this whole psalm, I think, is we direct our prayer to him, we seek him first above everything else. And so this this one is particularly useful around the dialogue part because it actually has some actual dialogue right there for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but it, is anyone else? Anything about doing doing this as dialogue that has been that you have questions about or that has been helpful? I think that. Um this is where, where we, when we maybe pray, that we give a moment after a sentence um, so that there is a chance to hear. Um, uh, you know, you have said, seek my face. Okay. What does that mean, Father? Um, and so... Can you guys hear what she's saying? Okay, speak a little bit louder. Okay, I'm just saying that, yes. that because it's, um, it is, gives you words of dialogue, that it, they, um, 
it's helpful to give a space at the end of the sentence just to let it let you reflect on what it means as you pray. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, you know, teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me on a level path because of my enemies. Well, I, what are enemies called? <laughs> you know, like, because these things are, you know, occur to us, um, and then so that we can ask questions of, of what's there and have that conversation. What are you talking about? Um, and, well... No, it's true. Uh, no, that's good, and, Beth. Uh, but that's how, when I, if, you know, when I would be praying about it, whereas if I was reading it, I wouldn't think, like, I wouldn't take the time to ask those kind of questions. Um, and I guess that's one of the things to do when you pray, is, okay, God, what does this mean anyway? And then sit and wait and see what he says. <laughs> Yeah. I was in Job 7, 27, 7 to 14, but I saw him. Oh, no wonder you were having trouble. Oh, my goodness, two in the morning. I was getting Job 2. I know, I thought it didn't sound right. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that would be much harder. Oh, yeah. Much harder than, I would, I would than Psalm 27. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> okay, is, well, definitely stay in the Psalms. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like in this one, the psalmist is kind of wrestling with God. You know, uh, don't turn me away in your anger. You've said, seek your face and various things, you know, and don't give up on me, uh, that sort of thing, you know, really. Yeah. Desperately needing God's help, you know, and uh, which is a, a good thing. When we're feeling like that, it, we need to be wrestling and debating and discussing with God. And there are times when, especially, there are times when you don't have the words that you need, and sometimes the Psalms can give you. Um, the last time I prepared, I did this, was we used Psalm 22, but I decided not to use Psalm 22 today because we had a whole day in which to do the one, that one chapter. But, you know, there's, there's just really strong, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And there are times when we feel like that and the Psalm gives you the words that you need to be able to talk it out. Mm -hmm. And this is there's there's things in many of the psalms have chunks of things in them that give you words to express what's going on that you may not even really be aware of until you're praying the psalm um, how much you need those words um, to be said for your at that point. Anyone else? Anything? Okay, I'm going to give you one more. Uh, this is a psalm. Don't don't go to drop joke again. No, <laughs> okay, I want you to go to um, Psalm 107, verses one to nine, and have a little um, go at that one. 
So Psalm 107, 1 to 9. Okay. How does this help you change the way you, your perspective around, about your life, about God, about what's going on? Or does it? It shows about, uh, I, the verses that stuck out at me, uh, verse 7, he led them in a straight way. And then um, also verse number 9, uh, soul he fills. So it's like uh, something gets reset, Something's str- the path is straight. Mm-hmm. And the person is filled, so it's like when uh, machines you have a reset button. <laughs> <laughs> so this psalm is your reset button. Yeah, you could you could say it that way. <laughs> uh, if someone is upset, and uh, th- there's a need to reset. Okay. Well said, John. <laughs> Other things? Anything that? Uh... Yes, absolutely. Being thankful. Harvey? This one, uh, we did read through nine here, but we weren't supposed to, were we? Were we? To nine. Oh, good. Yeah, to nine. Uh, it, it, it just leaps out at me here. We are praying with Jesus. He satisfies the longing soul. The hungry soul he fills with good things. The Lord says that, uh, and to be honest with you, maybe he's thinking of these words. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They shall be satisfied. The Lord's mind is immersed in the Psalter. We're praying with Jesus when we pray Psalm 107. And in fact, Jesus uses words out of a number of the Psalms um, in the New Testament. Like he he prayed these psalms. <laughs> yes, uh, Bill, you were going to say well, something. Well, they're just good words for um, our being inhabitants of a secular wasteland, or if there's a spirituality, it's kind of Buddhist and not very personal. Uh, <coughs> it bring it. it you're led into, uh, you're, you're fed and uh, led into a good place uh, throughout these songs. Yeah. And, and God is personal. It's a relationship uh, as opposed to some mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Karen, what were you going to say? Oh, well, uh, just uh, the, that um, verse 9 
brought to mind the Magnificat too. Richie is so empty way and hungry fills with good things. George. It has a very broad perspective. He's talking about um, gathered in from the east and the west, etc. And then um, he said, there's uh, wondrous works to the children of man. So it's a whole a wide spectrum. It um, increases your view from the local and yourself and local to the whole uh, world. Mm-hmm. Did you all hear what Dorcas said? Did you all hear her? No. Okay, good. And this is the beginning of Ramadan, so it's a time when people are praying, they're seeking God, so mm-hmm. it's a really important time for us to pray for, for people mm-hmm. and God will speak to them and they will see who hear his voice and, and, and see his goodness in their lives. That he is mm-hmm. In the middle of, of not goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. Did you have any thoughts on why the disciples needed to be asked, needed to ask to learn how to pray when all these wonderful prayers were at their fingertips? I think I think it wasn't so much that there wasn't resources already available. I think it was that they had a felt that they felt like this was something that they needed more help with. Um, that's my guess anyway because um, it's uh, like I said it's not like this was the only thing that Jesus ever taught them he was teaching them all the time but this was the one thing where they asked for more help even and I'm sure I mean I'm sure they prayed the Psalms you know um, Jesus and I'm sure Jesus prayed Psalms with them um, uh, because obviously Jesus was totally um, immersed in the Psalms, so so I don't know. That's my guess. Maybe you want a new way of praying. Uh, I don't think it was so much they wanted something. I, my guess would be that they wanted help with how to do it more than. I'm not sure they wanted something different or something new that they didn't have. Um, okay, Beth, and then I was just going to say that. Uh, uh, Jesus was always disappearing on them to go and pray, and so they uh, may have. They may have wondered, well, what, what is this about? I mean, uh, how are you? How are you praying then? Um, okay. Because he uh, he modeled that. Um, he was always. Uh, You're right. He was always disappearing to pray. <laughs> I'm sure he prayed with them as well, yeah, but but he went off. He went off to pray. Just, Alexander. Yeah, just to follow on that, I mean, I think for me, you know, the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament, that there is that different kind of prayer, right? That you can you can approach directly, which must. Have well, been, that's okay. Yeah. Which must have been a complete shift for them. Good point. Okay, that answers your question, Ruby. There was something different. <laughs> 
Plus, it was Jesus when you asked him if you had him right in front of you how to pray. They could see the results of his prayer. He was different than anyone else. If you had the, you know, the rock star or the authority on a certain thing in front of you, would you take the advantage and ask that person for what they could tell you that nobody else could tell you about? It? Yeah, yeah. Bill, you were going to... Oh, well, I, I just, a, a little thing, or a big thing. Uh, there were scrolls around that rabbis or scribes had access to, but the average rural person uh, would not... He might have had phrases of, of these songs. Right. We have a great luxury to sit, be able to read and, uh, and right. have these in front of us. They... They didn't have these things, and uh, most of but, them, I would guess. Uh, that's true. All they would have is what they heard. Yeah. Although they were probably yeah. better listening than we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's probably they didn't go to synagogue all that often, uh, certain type times of the year. So yeah. I, hard to say. Uh, yeah. Okay. Any other? Yeah, I was just talking to one of our parishioners, and her husband's gotten quite friendly with some Jewish people. And this is the Jewish people. She says they they use the Psalms a lot. They pray the Psalms quite a lot. In confirmation at St. John Shaughnessy, we we're taught to pray scripture. So um, in the morning, evening office, sometimes I do all the morning, all the offices together in the morning, the old, in the morning, evening. Yeah. And I'll pray the Psalms uh, instead of just reading them. And, Pray the Old Testament, the New Testament, but the praying the Psalms, because um, I've seen the Jewish prayer book, it goes from back to front, and, whereas ours is front to back. Because when they get a, a thing here and here, it used to be the writing was was right to left, and the Psalms back to front. And I'm looking at it. That's very interesting. Uh, seeing how the Jewish prayer books are, because I've been in, I had a customer taking to the Seder supper at the, at the uh, synagogue. And uh, I didn't tell them what my religion was. I just kept my mouth shut. I didn't lie, but I just fit right in. And it was very interesting how they do that. But at praying psalms, if you don't think of it, it's a good idea. If something really shakes you up and you don't have anyone to talk to, we'll do that. Or go for a walk. Or maybe uh, do a favor for somebody, too. You know. Okay. Um. Any last comments that I'm going to do? I'm just going to give you a few wind-ups here. Um, and it's almost 10 o'clock, and I have work to do. <laughs> just a very general comment. Uh, the, obviously, moving from a monologue to a dialogue is, is, is a great thing. But there are limitations in, in the idea of dialogue, in the sense that when we have dialogue in secular society, we expect immediate response. And uh, it seems to me that Psalm 27 gives us the answer here, the wait. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily the dialogue, it's the immediate No, it, the Psalms are definitely not, are, are not going to immediately do dramatic things. It's, it's doing them over and over and being, and they change you a small bit at a time. Okay, just to, to wind up, um, I think that we live in a world that teaches us that we're entitled to, to a good life. And that's one of the things that this Psalm 107 um, 
talks about a little bit is that um, often when something goes wrong in our lives, then we blame God for that rather than um, being willing to be thankful for the things that God has put into our lives. Um, and I think that thanksgiving is a really important antidote to this attitude of self-entitlement. Um, I um, worked with um, women who were in the sex trade, who had babies, who were drug addicted for six or seven years before I started working for St. John's. And um, a friend of mine said to me, um, aren't these women just so thankful for what you guys are providing for them? And I sort of stopped and I, and I said, no, they're not, th they're not thankful at all. They're, they feel like this, that we owe this to them. They feel that they are entitled to every single bit of what we're giving them. And then I sort of stopped and thought, oh, you know, I'm just like that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not often thankful for the things that God does give me. I only complain about the things that are not going the way I would like them to go. So I think the Psalms help us because they move us out of this sort of feeling that we are entitled. I think we live in a society that is just permeated with this sense of entitlement. And, um, and the Psalms are one of those things that we can use to move us out of that sense of entitlement. Um, I think the Psalms help us to pray obediently, um, day after day, week after week, year after year, and I think that really helps us. Um, I think they help us also with our spiritual forgetfulness. Um, I think we forget all that God has done. There are certain Psalms, you know, like Psalm 106, 105 and 106 sort of rehearse the whole history of Israel. Um, and I think that they were there because rehearsing the history and thinking back over what God has done helps you realize all that God has given to you and how much he has done and gives you a sense of joy or and thankfulness for what he has done rather than grumping about what you think he should have done. Um, so I think that um, the Psalms really help us with that. And I think the, the trick is you pray them over and over again, one after the other. Um, if you miss a day, you just keep going. You don't go back and try and fill in because if you do these over and over every month, you'll get back to the ones that you missed this time. You will find new things when you're praying them. I mean, I've been doing this for years, and sometimes I think I've never, I have never seen that before. I've never read that. That is, that has not been in these psalms for the last forty years, and now here it is. <laughs> you know, um, so I think that's that's important that you just keep reading them, praying them, um, and um, that God will be gracious and teach you more about himself. And the key is that what we want is to love God more and to start realizing how much he loves us. Thank you.